Police say there were multiple incidents this weekend of people brandishing machetes during altercations or confrontations. And in three of those instances, people got hurt. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin has more. On Friday around 8.50 p.m., officers responded to a call on Shedden Road just west of North Sound Road where an intoxicated man brandished a machete and was acting, quote, aggressively after he was denied entry to a bar. Officers at the scene searched his car and found a machete and a package containing suspected ganja. They arrested the 31-year-old from Town. On Saturday, officers responded to an altercation in Ellery Gardens in Georgetown between two men who knew each other. Again, a machete was involved. One of the men had a large laceration on his head. Officers searched the area and found a 37-year-old Georgetown man nearby carrying a machete and a knife. He is under arrest. The third incident was outside a Shedden Road bar just after midnight on Sunday morning. Officers responding found two men, one with a head injury. Police were told the men were approached aggressively by two other men. One brandished a machete. An altercation ensued, and the man with the machete struck one of the first two men in the head before leaving the location in a vehicle. The final incident was just after 3.45 a.m. on Sunday, March 27th. Officers responded to a report of an assault on Shamrock Road. A group of people were gathered there. One man cut another with a machete and then left the scene. He was later found and warned for intended prosecution for assault causing actual bodily harm. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Deputy Commissioner of Police Court Walton says they have noticed an increase in the level of aggression and use of weapons in disputes. He warns the penalty for wounding or causing grievous bodily harm ranges from seven years in prison to life. It is also against the law to carry any weapon in public, particularly at night, without any lawful excuse. If you're found guilty, you can face a $5,000 fine or four years in prison. A delayed opening and limited service at Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman today after an office break-in. Police tell Radio Cayman the burglary appears to have happened last night at the Mary Street office. Someone smashed the front window to get into the building. The investigation is still in the early stages, but police say it does appear some items were stolen. Work does plan to reopen for business tomorrow at 8 a.m. A sad sight at the Botanic Park. Early Sunday morning, I received a message from Luke Harding, the manager of the Blue Iguana Conservation Program, and he informed me that the Blue Iguana sculpture, which sat atop the Frank Sound entrance sign of the Botanic Park, was damaged severely um, over the night period. That's Park General Manager John Lowris telling Radio Cayman the head of the statue had been completely removed. I would hate to think that this is an act of vandalism, but... It was just quite sad to see that this donation from Davidoff's concrete sculptures in Northside had sustained some serious damage. Botanic Park General Manager there, John Lowris. Quick check now of the COVID-19 data, which covers positives from the 25th through the 27th of March. A total of 89 were reported over the three-day period. There are 478 estimated active cases of COVID-19 in the islands. Three people are hospitalized for COVID-related causes. Of these, two are unvaccinated. The Sister Islands also notes no new cases since their last report. This year's Judicial Distinguished Guest Lecturer discusses the recent Privy Council decision on marriage. Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Sollins has more from Lady Arden of Heswall. At the Cayman Islands Courthouse on Friday, Lady Arden's lecture, taking stock of recent case law of the Judicial Committee of the Privy Council, addresses the March 14th decision made by the Judicial Committee of the Privy Council in the UK, confining the right to marriage to opposite-sex couples. The appeal concerned the question whether the appellants 
had a constitutional right to recognition of a same-sex marriage. This question turned on various sections of the Bill of Rights, which formed part of the constitution of the Cayman Islands. Section 14.1 confers a right to marry a person of the opposite sex. On the other hand, section nine confers the right to private life, section 10, freedom of thought and, and religion, and section 11, the right not to be discriminated against on grounds of sex. The appellants sought to establish the right to same-sex marriage from the provisions of the Bill of Rights. She adds, however, Section 14 of the Bill of Rights is specifically written in such a way that it makes it clear that a person has a constitutional right to marry a person but of the opposite sex. And makes no provision for any other form of marriage. The right to private life and the right to freedom of conscience have to be read as subject to that right because the Bill of Rights has to be read as a whole and receive a harmonious interpretation which gives the maximum effect to every provision and minimizes any conflict with any other provision. As the Bill of Rights had specified a particular form of marriage, there was a limitation on the right to marry, which could not be removed by invoking other provisions of the constitution. The other rights had to be fitted round this limited right and not used to circumvent the limitations of the constitution. In attendance were ministers, the Attorney General, and members of Parliament, top government officials, law organization heads, legal professionals, and court staff. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Lady Arden is a former justice of the Supreme Court of the UK. The series of annual lectures by distinguished jurists was first introduced by Chief Justice Anthony Smelly in 2011. As Cayman watches the price at the pump with bated breath, the Utility Regulation and Competition Office announces Peter Goff will serve as Interim Chief Executive Officer, succeeding Malik Cummings, who stepped down after two and a half years. Radio Cayman's Shanda Gallego reports. Peter Goff is on secondment from the portfolio of the civil service. He was a long-term senior strategic advisor to the deputy governor and served on several government boards. He has been an architect of various government reform initiatives, including the establishment of the Office of the Ombudsman, the Commission's Secretariat, and the transition of the Legislative Assembly to an independent parliament. Offreg's chairman of the board of directors, Rudy Ebangs, tells Rudy News they are indeed fortunate to have him as interim CEO. To have his vast experience in the development of legislation, policy development, governance and consumer satisfaction is indeed timely and will prove invaluable to us right away as we improve on each of these specific topics as a priority. Mr. Ebanks says Mr. Goff is well-placed to assist Offreg in advancing its mandate to protect the critical national infrastructure and ensure a fair marketplace in a manner that focuses on building consumer satisfaction while balancing the needs of stakeholders, including licensees and cabinet. The board is confident in his ability to guide Offreg through this transition, and I look forward to his assistance in our reform initiatives. Shanda Gallego, Radio Kimenius. 
Government takes several steps to protect Cayman's unique flora and fauna, as the National Conservation Council heard during their first meeting of 2022. Since the last general meeting, Cabinet has approved a number of items. First was the purchase and establishment of certain areas nominated for protection, particularly an extension to the Salina section in eastern interior Little Cayman that was also extending protected area there, and extension to Hemington Forest in Cayman Brack. All three of those areas are still under negotiation by the Lands and Survey Department um, for their purchase. NCC member John Bothwell with the Department of Environment added that Cabinet has also provided protection orders for Crown property, San Cay and South Sound, a couple of small mangrove keys on the west side of Grand Cayman and Duck Pond, and in Little Cayman, the major part of Tarpon Lake and one of the adjoining coastal ponds in the eastern interior. Cabinet also approved the Protected Area Management Plan for Mika Bay Pond in Grand Cayman and the Species Conservation Plan for Sybil's Crown Baird in Cayman Brack. You can find the list of protected areas in the Cayman Islands at conservation.ky. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm April Cummings.